It is your boy Joel Grace in peace. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Welcome back to the club. The Passionate Sporting Club is back open for business. We took a week off hiatus, but we're back and better than ever. Not to steal a line from the great Eric Bischoff, but like I said, it is your boy Joel, your quarterback, your head coach. Your bracket tier <laughs> this week. I hope once again, guys, you had a great week. We have a ton to talk about, but we're going to do it in a short period of time as well. So buckle up because this is going to be a very wild ride. If you are listening to this this week, man, what a week it has been in sports, both good and as well, both and just craziness. <laughs> So we're going to dive through all of those. But before we go any further, let's talk about our house rules. When it does come to the Passion Sporting Club, it doesn't matter if you're a diehard or you're brand new to sporting fandom. Guess what? This show is for you. So you're welcome. Come sit in the supporter section and let's dive, dive in together. And number two, we got four quarters. This week is going to be kind of a hybrid between first half and second half. Uh, but usually we're going to have four quarters. That means four different topics and subjects that we're going to break down in depth, in detail. All right. Are you guys ready? I know I am. Let's ring that bell. And let's get started with the first quarter. And what we're going to talk about first this week is the NBA. I know. Of all the things we could talk about, we're going to dive right into basketball because this week has been absolutely insane. This entire month has been insane. The NBA I don't know if they turned the ability to score down to like rookie mode, but people are putting up buckets, buckets lately. So far this month, we've had six different players put up 50 plus. That includes LeBron James doing it twice. (laughs) Uh, 56 point effort that he put up against uh, the Golden State Warriors. Then a couple of days later, also putting up 51 uh, or just around 50 points that he did. And then you have Kyrie putting up 60 on the Magic. Poor poor Orlando, man. <laughs> they literally got rid of all of their superstar talent and Aaron Gordon. They got rid of Vucevic. And, and now, man, they're just getting busted up by everybody. So here, here's Kyrie dropping a 60 piece. And then, wait a minute, in in the same game, two days after uh Kevin Durant just dropped 53 the two days prior, which is absolutely insane. I mean, like, I don't know what's going on in the league right now. I I don't understand why all these players are just out here deciding, hey, you know what? This is the time that we got to drop 
50 or 60. Speaking of 60, Carl Anthony Towns, he dropped 60 against the Spurs. Jason Tatum, he decided, you know what, let me get in on the party too. He dropped 54 against the Brooklyn Nets as well. This has just been an absolutely insane run and stretch of basketball lately. Um, what has been your favorite storyline so far, guys? I, I honestly am super excited talking about our hometown Toronto Raptors. Uh, I'm recording this. They were on a five-game winning streak, and they did a massive sweep of their West Coast trip. Uh, they did lose prior to the tr- uh, going out West to the Cavaliers, which was kind of tragic because the Cavs have our number and they are one spot ahead of us currently in the play-in a tournament for a secured spot in the playoffs. But as of right now, this, this team's looking good. They're starting to gel. They're starting to click. They're starting to really get their engine going. Uh, Scotty Barnes has looked like the all-star and superstar that we all known him to be. Just absolutely beast on the boards, getting down low, getting and finding his spots. Um, Of course, like I said, this was a five-game winning streak up until the time of recording this because at the time of recording, the Raptors lost to the Lakers the night prior in an overtime thriller that's just reaffirmed that Toronto is still LeBronto. LeBron James still owns us him putting up 30 plus last night as well in a winning effort against the Raptors so definitely it's been a very interesting week in the league to say the least but we are coming down to the home stretch we only have about 10 games left in the season so this is the point in time where a lot of people need to start making the push if they're going to get in. The Lakers are doing what they need to do. Like I said, with the win last night, they picked up a very, very, very big win um, as well. Now, big storylines going in is who's healthy and who is not healthy. Kyrie Irving. He's in a very interesting predicament with at least three of the next uh, 10 games for Brooklyn being played in New York State, New York City. He is still unable to play those games due to New York City's uh, vaccine mandate, at least for um, big businesses. So we did see over the the weekend, and Kyrie was able to sit in the Barclays Center with a front row ticket, but he could not sit on the bench uh, with the team because he was not vaccinated. He still went in the locker room. They got fired for it. It's a whole dumb situation, but um, to say the least, it is more important for the city of New York to prioritize the health and safety and well-being of the entire populace as a whole than to cater to a basketball team basketball is fun and it's great it is good but i I mean let's keep everybody safe that's the most important thing now hopefully what does happen is that this mandate does get lifted um in april that Kyrie is able to come back and play games at home 
He currently cannot play any games in Toronto uh, because there is also a similar mandate in Canada uh, for unvaccinated players to be able to come and play and do their thing. So that may be a very big issue, especially if the Raptors and the Nets face each other in the first round of the play-in tournament. So keep an eye on that. That is huge, especially with 10 games left to go. And trust me, the Brooklyn Nets and the Raptors, they are neck and neck right now. The Raptors are at least three to four games up on the Nets uh, for the seventh seed, and they are creeping in on that sixth seed ever so slightly. Now, one thing that did happen slightly, but it has caused some massive, massive ramifications is potential MVP candidate Steph Curry sidelined. Uh, Steph got hurt when he played the Boston Celtics. Uh, it was a very interesting play, but needless to say, it was nothing dirty. Um, even though the the culprit involved, of course, Market Smart does have a bit of a reputation as a aggressive player. So uh, Steph has a left uh, foot sprain. Uh, he is being reevaluated, uh, hopefully in the next two weeks. And they are looking at a timetable of him being able to return at just the cusp of the end of the regular season and definitely ready for the playoffs. Now, of course, um, in Steph's case, because the Warriors are such a high seed in the West, they won't really have to worry too much about the first couple of weeks because those are going to be playing tournament days. So the first couple of days will be playing tournament days. They'll have time to kind of rest and recuperate. But is this a massive blow for the Warriors? If Steph is not fully healthy during this playoff run, then yes, they finally just got Draymond back. They have had Klay Thompson back uh, pretty much since the beginning of the season. So this will be the opportunity for them to really play at full strength. Uh, Steph has unfortunately had some ankle leg issues in the past so we're really hoping and praying that this is not going to re-aggravate any of those things like like i said guys when it comes to the nba right now it has been a scorer's league steph curry putting up 47 before he got hurt uh trey young putting up 46 there has been more scores over 45 putting up 45 or more over the last like week and a half or so than any time in NBA history so it's definitely a fun time to be able to watch the league what teams are regressing what teams are progressing what teams are the ones you gotta look out for and which teams are the ones that you got to send up a prayer for because they are hanging on by a thread well teams that you gotta look out for for sure are the Hawks. They're getting hot at the right time. Like I said, Trey Young is really coming into form at this period in time. Keep an eye out for them because they are currently in the playing game. So they can do some damage to a team that does not take them seriously at all. A team that surprisingly is still around and still hanging around and may get even better is the new orleans pelicans you gotta keep an eye on the pelicans right now i think everybody wrote them off once they knew that zion was hurt and wasn't really playing for the rest of the year but this team has found their way they found a niche 
They found exactly what they needed to do to be able to um, get themselves in the position to not only get into the playoffs, but make some noise there as well. Of course, CJ McCullum has breathed some major life into this squad right now. And overall, they this team's really slept on. Young Valchun's have been playing some big ball. Um as well as CJ McCollum. And we don't know for sure, but there is a timetable potentially for Zion to be able to actually play this year. My boy Jackson Hayes is just out here doing foolishness. <laughs> He's really rounded into form and coming to his own as well. So definitely keep a lookout for the Pelicans going forward. What teams are regressing and regressing at the wrong time? Well, Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn's definitely uh, regressing at the wrong time. Even though they have been pretty hot lately, they picked up some pretty good wins. They are still an eighth seed in the East. That means they're only two games up on the Hawks and the Hornets. If they do not keep the foot on the pedal, they could be in a position where they may not even be in the play-in game if they don't uh, continue to stay hot and keep pace with those other teams like the Raptors, like the Hawks, like the Hornets as well. So Brooklyn's regressing at the wrong time, definitely for sure. Uh, we've talked about it before, but the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers, they picked up a big, a big win against the Raptors, but they need to keep winning. If they do not, they're currently on the border, the one game up on the Pelicans and only three games up on the Spurs. So there is definitely a possibility that after all the hoopla, all the trades that they made this season, the Lakers may not even make it into the playoffs, much less the play-in game itself. So this is a massive, massive time for this team. I think LeBron's turning it up, and you can see the intensity on him. He, he knows he's got to get this team into the playoffs. Will they make any noise there? I, I don't very much think so, but we will see. Guys, that is going to do it for our NBA segment. There was a lot to talk about in the league this week, but we have a lot more to cover as well. So let's us move on to our next quarter if you have any more nba takes or uh predictions let me know go go dm us that is psc pod on instagram psc pod at instagram uh if you want to share your takes all right moving on ring that bell moving on to a league that is finally finally back major league baseball the strike is over the strike is over <laughs> you can tell that i am excited but the lockout ended march 10th um we're able to announce that the MLB and the MLBPA has agreed to a new CBA, which means that we will get a full 162-game schedule of baseball this season, the way it is supposed to be. Man, I am so thankful. I think we, we talked about it. I ranted about it for the last couple of weeks, but baseball needs to be active. They need to market the stars. They need to be on the field and not in the boardrooms. Um, 
And this week has been imperative of that. Since the lockout has ended, the one thing that a lot of people may have forgotten or were super excited for was because the lockout happened early in December, it did not give teams an opportunity to be able to fully process free agency. Some free agents got signed before the lockout, but a lot of people held out waiting for the new CBA to get signed. And when it did, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, free agency has been crazy. Adding to the term March madness indeed so let's let's break down some of the big moves uh that have happened so far some of the moves that literally just happened the night before as well um the biggest news the biggest name to move right now freddie freeman world series mvp freddie freeman is now a dodger that's right, Atlanta. Please don't cry. Uh, Freddie, 15 years with the big club in Atlanta. He has pretty much been the heart and soul of that Braves organization. And all of a sudden, now Freddie is in Dodger blue. The rich get richer. <laughs> it's the best way that I could say that. The rich get richer. Um, does this make the Dodgers one of the teams to be in the NL West and, and, and National League in general? Probably. <laughs> they they were in the World Series last year. I mean, this is a this is a team that was built built to win. Def definitely definitely built to win. They were in the World Series last year. Sorry, uh, the year prior they won the World Series. So. Um, yeah, I it kind of boggles my mind because I was thinking that Freddie was going to come to Toronto, but it really does make sense that he ends up staying in the National League, going over to LA. He is aging. He's 32 years old. Um he he did finish top 10 in MVP voting as well and he is still hitting a career average of 295, which is a pretty pretty good pace for his age as well. So he is not fully regressing yet, but he's definitely coming into the latter and end years of his career. The Dodgers pick up a much, much needed first baseman that's going to be able to hold it down as well. So that definitely will be interesting to be able to see um, how Freddie fits in with the rest of that Dodger lineup. Uh, of course, you got Mookie Betts over there. So it's going to be fun to be able to see who comes out of the National League. Uh, speaking of superstar players, uh, Houston former Houston Astro Carlos Correa is, like I said, no longer an Astro. He is off to Minnesota. He inked a three-year, $105 million deal. This guy got the bag. Secure the bag alert. Is happening. So Carlos Correa is on the move. He's off to Minnesota. Uh, Chris Bryant slept on, and now he is on his way to Colorado. He's going to be a Rocky. He inked a $180 million deal with the Colorado Rockies. I think that's a great pickup um, for Colorado. I mean, 
Chris has ha- kind of had some struggles since his World Series season uh, back in 2016. Uh, numbers haven't fully been there, but I think he can make a massive resurgence. And as well, the fact that he's staying in the National League, he still recognizes the pitchers. He still recognizes the teams that he's going up against. So it's definitely going to be a great option for him. That was Yankees. <laughs> Those Yankees. Well, Jays fans, you're not going to want to hear this. But the Yankees picked up Josh Donaldson from the Twins as well. Um, <laughs> does that hurt a little bit? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Because Josh is still a very serviceable third baseman. He's still a very clutch hitter. Um, yeah, he is regressing a little bit. But... Definitely a massive pickup for a team that doesn't need bigger bats when you already have Giancarlo Stanton, when you already have um, Aaron Judge on your team. And now you also add Josh Donaldson and they re-signed Anthony Rizzo. Um, It's a busy, busy time for those Yankees. They're trying to make a push, trying to get back to being that big bad empire that they were before. So it'll be interesting uh, because all of that expectation that they had, well, it, it kind of went by the wayside. It didn't really do too much when it did uh, come down to it as well. So guys, definitely keep an eye out for the Yankees. Now, my Blue Jays, Whew, my Blue Jays, um, they made a couple of moves in free agency as well, but not the big name moves that you were thinking would have happened, or at least not the big name moves that may happen. A lot of people thought that Freddie Freeman would end up in Toronto. Well, he didn't. (laughs) He did not end up in Toronto. No. Instead, we got Matt Chapman, which he placed third in uh, AL MVP Voting, I believe it was third or second. I think it was third um, in AL MVP voting um, behind, of course, Marcus Simeon, behind Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And then, of course, as well, behind the eventual AL MVP, Shohei Otani. Um, this adds a major piece to the Jays, a consistent third baseman uh, with a very serviceable bat as well. Does he fill the hole, the hole that Marcus Simeon has left? 40-plus home runs? I don't think so, but we'll see as well. But he is a great person to have on that hot corner. Um, he's a gold glover for a reason, so he can really play defense. Uh, that really shares up both sides of the corner. We, we have great uh, infield overall, of course. Uh, like I said, with Vladdy playing first and really coming into his own as a first baseman. Um, as you look at Kevin Biggio as well, uh, doing his thing at second and short. And then, of course, the kid, Bo Bichette, handling this business. Like, this is a very young, very hungry team. I'm excited to be able to see uh, the Jays this year. As Vladimir Guerrero said, last year was the trailer. This year is the movie. It's going to be fun to be able to watch this team do its thing. They did also pick up a couple of pieces to sure up their um, pitching as well. I'm just going to double check here. I know they pick up... uh, Kevin Guzman 
over before the strike kind of happened. Uh, and then they just picked up another uh, guy from the Mariners. I'm not going to try to say his name here because <laughs> I am not trying to offend anybody with my mispronunciation. Now, the rumors are that the Jays do need to still add another bat. And one of those bats that they may be looking at is Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Guardians. Now, will that be able to happen? Once again, uh, second baseman, so they will have to make some moves. They may have to give up one of their young pillars and talents to be able to get him, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be something that will work. Um, I think what they're doing right now with bringing in serviceable guys that are not going to cost them too much, kind of keep themselves under the cap and give themselves a little more breathing room if there is another big-name free agent that they do want to grab and position themselves to get uh, maybe closer to the trade deadline as well. So we'll, we'll see. But, guys, baseball is back. Thank goodness. <laughs> What are you guys most excited for uh, for this baseball season? Uh, I have a couple of predictions when it does come to this season. I do really predict that the Jays will will be at least in the ALDS this year. They will make the divisional series. They'll get out of the wild card round and who knows? They could make a deep run this year. Um, it will definitely be interesting to see a team that should not be slept on in any way, shape, or form when it does come to the MLB is the Chicago White Sox. This is a loaded, and I mean loaded team. Um, if you were paying attention to last season, you would have saw that the White Sox kind of fizzled out at the wrong period of time. They're tail end of the season did not match um their what they really put forward in the beginning of the year and now they retooled they got Cespedes back they they got Vaughn back they they've got Abreu ready to go like this team is dangerous um I also say that biasly because I saw them play the Jays and just absolutely destroyed us. Um, there's definitely a lot that can happen this year um, with uh, Tony LaRusso's team, uh, Craig Campbell coming back onto this roster. Um, like, th there's a lot. There's a lot going on with them tim anderson as well one of the hottest players in baseball like this dude is a stud and a legend so definitely if i have any major prediction uh the white Sox will probably be in the american league championship series if not the world series this year so definitely keep an eye out for that for the national league whew, man, this one's tough i'm saying the dodgers are going to the world series you heard it here first I think this team is still ready to go. They're still tooled up from the same championship team that they had uh, two seasons ago. They've just added some fresh pieces to that. I know the rest of the league doesn't want to hear it, <laughs> but that's why we play the 162. Hopefully I'm wrong when it comes to that and we are able to see maybe a Blue Jay versus a Dodger World Series. That'd be fun, LA versus Toronto, but... Who knows? We'll see. 
We'll check it out for sure. Let me know what your predictions are. Let me know if you are excited uh, for the MLB season coming forward. There, Like I said, there's been some crazy moves this week when it has come to the MLB. So, whew, man. <laughs> Definitely a lot of fun. So that's going to do it for our MLB segment. Like I said, if you guys have any predictions about what the season's going to be like, any roster moves that you want to be able to see uh, some of your favorite teams make. If I didn't talk about your favorite team, who is your favorite team in Major League Baseball? Let me know. Uh, We're going to have a poll in the Spotify chat to let me know who is your favorite team. Comment as well. DM us at PSC Pod on Instagram. Moving forward to our mix-up segments. <laughs> and we're going to do a little mix-up between uh, the NFL and, of course, March Madness. The NFL. <laughs> who who would have thought that free agency this year would have been this fun? Uh, the biggest news and biggest story probably coming out of this last two weeks is, well, not somebody who got traded or, or re-signed, but somebody who came out of retirement. Tom Brady uh, decided 40 days was long enough to be able to stay home with his kids, and he is going to be a buck again this fall. He's coming out of retirement and will play at least one more season. We don't know how many more seasons he will uh, suit up after that, but it's guaranteed that Tom Brady will be back in Tampa Bay this September. You know, the league breathed a sigh of relief when he left because it's Tom Brady not having to worry about Brady and this squad in Tampa Bay anymore would have been very nice. Would have been very, very nice indeed. But nope, uh, the rich get richer. And unfortunately, there goes all <laughs> hopes and dreams, at least uh, in the NFC South, to think, hey, we can win a division title. Nope. <laughs> and Tom's still there. Uh, the Bucks are still the team to beat, unfortunately. Uh, now, of course, Tom wasn't the only quarterback either on the move, coming out of retirement, or moving forward to a different team. Russell Wilson, former Seattle Seahawk, is now on his way to Denver, Colorado, and he is going to be the newest member of the Broncos organization. This is a massive, massive move. Um, he is... Uh, Russell has been a lifer in Seattle. He has only ever known the Seahawks. He's led this team to multiple Super Bowl appearances and, of course, uh, to a Super Bowl win as well. They, yeah, this, this is huge. I don't, I don't really know what else to say outside of this is huge. This is a major shift in the NFC West um, so it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with the Seahawks team going forward. If they are going into a rebuilding process, pretty much they have stripped down that team from where it was, um, during that Legion of boom era, like really none of those guys are left. So where, where do you go from here, Seattle? Where do you go from here? Retooling? Where do you go from here uh, to be able to, get this team back to the championship window that uh, you guys 
had previously been on pace for as well. Now, speaking of pace, the one who always keeps the pace on defense, Von Miller, he is no longer in L.A. He is going over to Buffalo. <laughs> Von Miller has inked a deal uh, with the Bills of all places. I don't think anybody really saw that coming. I don't know if they they really thought that Von Miller would be a Bill <laughs> by the time everything was said and done. He inked a deal, and this is this is big money. Six years, $120 million. Von Miller, one of the best defensive players in the league, two-time Super Bowl champion on his way to Western New York. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. That's just weird to say overall. Man, I, I don't even know. <laughs> I can't really explain why but we'll, we'll see Bills fans are you excited to have defensive legend Vaughn Miller now fronting up your team um are the Bills still dangerous can Josh Allen and Diggs really take this team to that next level and allow these guys to get past that first round second round AFC championship kind of cap that they've reached so far and really get this team to Super Bowl. Is this the era of the Bills? We'll see. <laughs> Man, now from unexpected moves to just downright ridiculous moves, Baker Mayfield is no longer going to be the starting QB for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he has requested a trade, left a Beautiful article um, saying thank you to the fans of Cleveland. Now, of course, they have not at the time of recording actually physically moved Baker, but they have made a deal to replace him. And that deal is for Deshaun Watson. Yes, this the same Deshaun Watson who has not played a down of football all season long due to an unfortunate uh, court battle that he's been going through. He has been cleared of all charges, and apparently that also means he's cleared to play football. The Browns have traded for Deshaun Watson. He's no longer a Houston Texan, but now he's getting a ridiculous amount of money. A ridiculous amount of money. A guaranteed $230 million for Deshaun Watson. He waived his no trade clause to be able to say, hey, you know what? I want to get out of Houston. I didn't think Cleveland would be the dev <laughs> the destination, though. So definitely big ups uh, to the Browns. Hopefully you got everything you needed. It'll be interesting to see where Baker Mayfield ends up. Speaking of another quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. I think a lot of people were wondering if Aaron would end up in a different team if we saw his last game at Lambeau. The answer to that question is no. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers will still be a Packer at next season's beginning and cusp uh so it will be very very interesting to see who's gonna throw to now because Devontae Adams isn't there he got traded to the Raiders um <laughs> so just the league getting flipped up on his head 
another wide receiver who we thought would still be exactly in the same position that he was, Juju Smith-Schuster. He's no longer a stealer. He is now going to be another weapon on one of the most dangerous teams in football, the Kansas City Chiefs. Juju works out a one-year deal with $10 million to be able to go play with Patrick Mahomes. That is one of the best receiving cores in football as well. LA, they also picked up Allen Robertson. Uh, once again, a big deal to be able to get another deep threat receiver, especially if Od- Odell Beckham Jr. can't come back healthy, pair him alongside Cooper Cup. Uh, that still makes that offensive team very, very dangerous. Tons of weapons for Matthew Stafford. For my Niners, not a lot saying and going on right now we picked up a couple pieces on defense which is definitely what we need uh but we need a new quarterback so (laughs) jimmy g is still a niner for right now but we'll see there's been rumors of him getting traded to the Colts. the Colts already traded away their franchise quarterback in carson wentz they sent him over to the commanders welcome to the wild wild west (laughs) (laughs) NFL free agency has been a ton of fun this year. Uh, So we'll be able to see who's the winners, who's the losers of all of these big deals. And of course, as well, last but not least, the last one I'll talk about, the Titans have released Julio Jones. Julio Jones, one of the best receivers in the league, has been released and currently does not have a destination We pray he does not end up in Tampa Bay. We pray he does not end up in Kansas City. And we pray he does not end up in L.A. Because he is a a weapon and a threat. He's still very, very dangerous as a wide receiver. So we'll see. We'll see where Julio ends up. We'll see where free agency kind of leads us. The NFL season, it really hasn't ended. (laughs) Super Bowl was last month. We got the draft coming up. There's still a lot going on. So we'll see exactly what ends up happening with all of these moves coming up in just a bit. Moving forward in our mix-up segment, let's talk about March Madness. This is one of the most fun times of the year, uh, especially as a sports fan. This March has been absolutely crazy. Of course, we have the NBA doing its thing. We have the NFL free agency. We have MLB free agency right now. And now we also have the NCAA tournament. All right. For those who do not know, every single year in March, um, the NCAA has a 64-team tournament. It is a one-and-done style. That means you win, you advance, you lose, and you go home. And every single year, there are favorites, teams that have been dominant all throughout this season. Uh, Undefeated teams, kind of like Baylor, kind of like Gonzaga, those type of teams, Duke, Arizona, those teams, those big name teams that you would expect to be able to advance. And then you have what we like to call the Cinderella teams. We have the teams that come out of nowhere, the teams that take every one of your predictions and turn them up 
side down. They're called bracket busters. Like I said, they're called Cinderella teams because they are teams that weren't supposed to do what they're doing, and especially to the teams that are expected to win. So how has the tournament been going so far? Well, let's put it this way. Out of 20 plus million brackets, there are no perfect brackets remaining. That means that out of 20 plus million people who have made predictions, who have crafted the teams that they have expected to be able to survive in advance, none of those brackets are perfect any longer. That's how crazy this tournament has been. Uh, let's talk about the biggest and the most notable upset so far in the tournament. Uh, there's been a couple of games that have just been like, wow. Whew. <laughs> uh, definitely for sure. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through here trying to find da, 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 da. Now, we do know some teams that ha- were expected to handle the business have uh, Texas. Uh, they took down Virginia Tech, uh, number 17, going over to number 10. Notre Dame, they were a number 11 seed who took down Alabama, which was a number 60. So that was definitely a massive one. And the one I think everybody is talking about is St. Peter's. St. Peters. If you've never heard of this university, well, guess what? Not many other people have either. A small school out of North Jersey, and they took down the mighty Kentucky Wildcats, a number 15 seed going over a number two. Absolute pandemonium, absolute chaos, absolutely uh, destroying every bracket. <laughs> absolutely humanly possible so this this is one of those did you see it coming i don't think so i don't think a lot of people thought that this saint peter's team how would it take to really take down a kentucky team that was loaded with young talent nba ready talent at that and yeah they thought that coach cal party he would lead his team his Kentucky team as he always does just to a another round of 32 birth and it did not happen so those are the major upsets that have happened so far New Mexico State also took down Connecticut that's a 12 seed going over a number five like I mentioned Notre Dame over Alabama that was a big upset as well tcu taking down Seton hall that's a nine over an eight not a massive upset but definitely one to keep an eye out number 11 michigan taking down colorado state uh michigan's number 11 seed is kind of fraudulent they are <laughs> they're not an 11 seed they're not an 11 seed they're definitely uh a more powerful seed than what they were ranked for sure richmond took down iowa the spiders they are moving on that's another 12 seed going over a five seed and of course university of miami took down usc that's a 10 seed going over a seventh so definitely 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 an action-packed tournament which creates some chaotic matchups going forward we got richmond today which is saturday at the time of recording uh going up against providence um which is a four seed going up against a 12 seed so that'll be interesting to see um 
who kind of comes out on top there. Uh, Michigan's got Tennessee. That's an 11 seed versus a three seed. Uh, Notre Dame's also got Texas Tech, which is another uh, 11 three seed matchup. Uh, New Mexico State's got Arkansas, which is a four and a 12 matchup. And then which is kind of the most favorable of the low seeds going up against a higher seed. Murray State, a seven seeds going up against St. Peter's, the 15th seed that's moving forward. Like I said, a lot of the favorites are still in play. Baylor, a number one seed, they are still um, in the tourney. They're taking on North Carolina. Um, as well, Gonzaga, they are going up against Penny Hardaway's Memphis Tigers. That's going to be a great matchup. I predict that the Tigers will take down the Bulldogs in this round, a 32 matchup. Duke has Michigan State in, in a game that is going to be a ton of fun to be able to watch. Uh, I predict Duke is going to take that matchup as well. Arizona versus TCU, that's probably going to come down to the wire. TCU is always a very scrappy young team to go up against. Villanova. Philly in the house representing. They got seven seed Ohio State. Let's see if the Buckeyes can make some noise for sure. And then Iowa, they have three seed Wisconsin. Now that's going to be an interesting matchup. Iowa State is uh, definitely a tough team uh, to be able to play against. They, they've done great so far, uh, but we'll see. Will the Badgers be able to overcome any deficiencies they had in the first round and continue to push forward to hopefully a sweet 16 berth but we shall see for sure this is always the best time of year like i said who is your team i know there are some listeners in the states there's a lot of listeners in canada but who are you rocking with in the tournament who's your your pick to win it Oh, like I said, for myself, I'm picking Gonzaga. I think the Bulldogs can win it. I know I said <laughs> I want Memphis to beat uh, Gonzaga, but it's their time. They've been a top program. They've been in the Final Four a couple of times over the last couple of years. Uh, I think this team is ready to just get over the hump and be able to really pick up their first national title. I believe it would be their first national title ever if they do end up winning this season. So definitely, definitely, definitely keep a lookout on Gonzaga as well. What else to watch for in this tournament? Well, uh, if you are a Canadian, there are tons of Canadians to watch in the NCAA. And every single year uh, when it does come to Canadians in the tournament, I think it reminds us that, man, Canada basketball has taken a massive, massive leap. Um, these are these are kids who are star studded. These are kids who are top recruits. These are kids who are not slept on in any way, shape or form. So definitely uh, keep an eye out on some of these Canadians. Uh, guard Marcus Carr uh, from Texas. I don't believe Texas is still in, but um, he had a, a pretty good season. He was averaging 19-4. Um, so yeah, def definitely definitely check out Marcus. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name here. But Caleb Houston uh, from Michigan, he is a top five-star recruit. 
He is more of a uh, of rebounder. He struggled a little bit uh, with scoring. He only has 10.5 averaging for the Wolverines, but definitely somebody to keep an eye out for because you never know. He could really step up in the tourney. Uh, Zach 80 from Purdue. Um, seven foot four, big dude. 14 points per game, 17, uh, seven rebounds per game as well. So he is one of the best in the country, shooting a 65% average, which makes him second best from Toronto. Uh, so definitely ones uh, to keep an eye out for as well. On the Gonzaga Bulldogs, Andrew, I'm going to butcher his last name, <laughs> Nebard. Um, he is no stranger to the tournament, uh, of course, with Gonzaga losing to Baylor last year. But he was the West Coast Conference MVP. Uh, this dude is averaging 11 and 5, um, 22 years old. He, he's got a game. He's got game. He's from Aurora. As well, this is his last year of eligibility, so it'll be very interesting to see what he's able to do also. Definitely some guys, some uh, dudes to be able to watch out for in the tournament, especially Canadian content if you're interested in. And that's going to do it. That that will do it for our mix-up segment. Was there a sport that we didn't get a chance to cover? Was there a topic that you guys really wanted us to talk about this week in the mix-up. Once again, let us know. You could definitely check it out on our Instagram page. That's at PSC Pod. And, of course, you could always email us at PassionateSportingClub at gmail.com if you have any questions and details. And don't forget to, you know, rate us. <laughs> let us know how we're doing. Uh, drop a rating in Spotify or on your favorite listening platform. Also leave a review. If it is available to us, it would really help uh, to be able to get the word out and as well, allow other people to join the club as well. Well, guys, that was fun. Let's go and do it for this week. Um, nothing really big to reminisce about. I guess, the biggest thing that we we could maybe take this last little bit to reminisce about is just um, mourning the loss of uh, Scott Hall. I know I started the show with an AO. Um, I grew up, like you guys would know, as a wrestling fan, um, kind of watching WCW, watching WWE, WWF back in the day, and the NWO was, was pivotal. It was the coolest faction that was out. And Scott Hall was a major piece of that. And I know even for people who are a little bit older than me, they remember him as Razor Ramon, um, kind of growing up in that era as well. Um, Scott, unfortunately, lost uh, his life to a multiple heart attack after a hip surgery and uh, was taken off of life support um, this past weekend. So um, we send our thoughts and prayers out to the Hall family um, and to the entire wrestling community who is experiencing a, a massive loss at this time. So, hey, yo, to the bad guy, rest in peace. On a positive note as well, we will be doing some predictions, some live streaming, Hopefully coming up soon. WrestleMania season is around the corner as we talk about wrestling. It's around the corner, and we're we're going to have a big show before 
the big show itself. So keep a lookout. Two weeks, WrestleMania, night one, Saturday night. I cannot wait uh, to be able to share that episode with you guys. Who knows? We may have a, a pretty big panel for that one. But keep a lookout going forward as well. What to watch this week as we close out the show? Well, first and foremost, go watch March Madness. It is literally on all day, all weekend long. So when you get a chance to listen to this, there'll probably be a game on at some point uh, between now and 11 o'clock. So go check it out. There are a ton of games to be able to watch uh, this weekend. If you're a baseball fan, spring training is on and popping of course these guys are not in full mid-season form but it's just good to see some good baseball content um, on your screens as well so definitely go check that out if you are watching the nba well there are a couple of games that you definitely want to keep an eye out for this weekend it's a pretty light schedule but a good one good matchup will be the bucks versus the timberwolves of course the defending champions versus a young hungry timberwolves squad that will be fun for sure. A secondary matchup that you also would love to see, a battle of the youngsters, would be uh, the Grizzlies versus Rockets, uh, Jalen Green versus John Morant, two hot flyers. That's going to be fun as well. A uh, couple of great playoff matchups, playoff teams that uh, you want to check out, Celtics versus Nuggets, Jokic versus Tatum. Let's see who can really win that battle as well we didn't get a chance to talk about any hockey this weekend but if you are watching the nhl this weekend a couple of good matches for you keep an eye out for rangers lightning that's gonna be fun um what is another one i can always i always have to pick my least always have to uh they're playing the predators tonight uh those are two uh very good matchups that you want to check out what else? Honestly, that's that's really about it when it comes to the NHL this weekend. Unless you're um, watching for your favorite team, and of course, there's a lot of MLS coverage, a lot of football. I'd be reminisced. Uh, I would be uh, beat down by my man JB if I did not talk about a little footy as well. Uh, you got TFC. They're at home this weekend against DC United. <laughs> I have a funny story about uh, DC United and TFC, but I'll wait till JB comes on next time to be able to share it. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. So definitely check that one out. If you're also trying to follow all of the Canadian content, uh, CF Montreal, they're in Atlanta uh, playing against Atlanta United as well so definitely a couple of very very good matchups to go check out you can also check out some epl action some english premiership or spanish german italian soccer there's a lot of soccer going on this weekend that's the fun thing about weekends like there's always some good footy on as well and of course if you are interested in any combat sports or any wrestling of any kind well there's nothing for you <laughs> there's no big fights this weekend at least not to my knowledge there is a fight night tonight uh for the ufc so you can definitely go check that out uh when it does come to wrestling there's no big wrestling shows to be able to check out it's kind of a chill weekend so have fun relax do your thing 
We got a ton to be able to talk about for next week as well. But in the meantime, I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the Passionate Sporting Club this week. The Passionate Sporting Club is part of the Passionate Podcast, uh, which is a faith-based podcast, which means we have other shows that talk about God and your journey with and how to get to know God better and live out for his glory. If you're interested in any of those other programmings or shows, go check us out. It's at The Passionate Podcast on Instagram. And you can also find the shows that we do on there as well. On our Instagram page, just click on the link in the bio and it will take you over to all the other shows that are available under the network. That was a quick hitter this week, guys. I just want to make sure I got an episode out to you, and I hope you enjoyed. I hope you were informed, and I hope you stay passionate about sports. Most importantly, guys, have an amazing week. On behalf of myself and all of the passionate sporting crew, guys, enjoy. Have a great week. Deuces.